0: Hey, did you guys know that we record this podcast using Anchor? It's one of the easiest ways you can make a podcast. You don't need any microphone, you don't need any fancy equipment, you just need your phone and you just need to download the app and then it has everything you need like sound effects and music you can add to your podcast, can have editing tools so you can edit your podcast and then they distribute it for you on Spotify, Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts. And you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. So, download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started.
1: Welcome, welcome back to CGM Lounge. I'm Dominique Landry, uh, co-founder of Common Ground Management. We're kicking off season three special. We got a... our old friend family for season three and you know new segment time sundays the seven with sam so what's going on stay ready what's going on what's going on it? I, miss you. I know man, we miss you too we go way back to you know when we started even before we were official company as far as like doing what we do um sam was like one of the first people that that believed in in us and actually did an event with us at the waterview lounge on delaware avenue back in that 2012, so man, seeing eight years went by wow, yeah. like that. You just had at that point, you just had like Burger yeah. just was born, right? I was pregnant with Burger. You were pregnant with Burger, yeah. So yeah. now I'm coaching Burger, he's seven, I'm coaching him. So I, <laughs> I got gray hairs now, and all that. Life is damn, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it goes by quick. So, a season three special. Um, in the past, we kind of just had me with. Uh, special guest that day but season three we kicking off you know Sam's gonna be the co-host yes. you guys gonna get they've been screaming for a female perspective Ooh. I don't know why but I'm, <laughs> I'm just I messed it up what I'm, joking. I'm joking I'm joking I'm don't joking, you? joking. Don't, kill. Don't, kill. don't kill me don't kill me don't, I'm messing <laughs> it. I'm playing but um, nah we we wanna you know with entrepreneurship it's very important to have different per- uh, points of view different perspectives and to get um, the people that we bring on we want people to know that these guys or these ladies have done this and been through the trenches so I I couldn't think of another co-host to come on to be on CGM Lounge that's known us for as long as we've been around but also as a great entrepreneur in their own right so Sam uh, I've always given people the ability to do their own introduction so please let the audience know your name what you've been up to what's going on now
0: Hey everybody, I'm Samia Staten, known as Sam or Stay Ready. Stay ready. Yes. Stay we got ready. nicknames this yes. season two. We got nicknames. Come on now. Come stay
1: on. Ready. Now. I'm always ready for it, so you all can bring it. But don't bring it to but 1635 don't. Market <laughs> Street, because we paid rent here. You can bring it anywhere else with 16- <laughs> 1635. <laughs> no, we don't
0: don't bring the drop. <laughs> <laughs> but um I've been in business for about twenty years. Um I was known in Philly as a day spa owner. Worked with a lot of um, corporations, um, hospitals, um, different organizations, yeah. sports organizations—you yeah. name it. Um, did a lot of collaborations, and um, I recently retired a few years ago to, you know, do be a stay-at-home mom, which is like the most important job. Um, but you know, now that my baby burger, we just talked about, it's a little yeah. bit older. Um, I decided to get back into the swing of things. Um, However, when I retired, um, I did mentor and consult a lot of small business owners and, you know, help them to establish their businesses. Um, And I'm glad that you have a female perspective because it is much different for women in business than it is for men. And to be able to, you know, um, share with women because I get a lot of things all the time, but it's the same thing because it is so different for us. So it's like, it's the same worries, you know. Um, So I'm pretty sure that people that are women, especially who are trying to open up businesses, have some concerns and, you know, need to be reassured. So I would love, and I'm so happy to be here to be able to tackle that issue.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, just small things that go on in offices that men overlook. You know, whether it be like how we communicate to one another or things that we express. I mean, you and I have been in the trenches a lot. Was yeah. We ain't going to bring them no names. we ain't going to say no names. we ain't going to say no names.
0: <laughs> We've, We've been,
1: been in the trenches. We've been in the trenches a lot. You know, whether it be looking for yeah. a real estate space, for Sam's spas, you know, in those negotiations. And just seeing how people react differently to like a, a male voice and a, a woman's voice, etc. So... Entrepreneurship is just a microcosm of what goes on in our world, so we definitely want to have, um, as we grow and develop, have those perspectives communicated. But I cannot let this go, unsaid. I wish it was a TV show, cause y'all gotta see, <laughs> the contrast between how I'm dressed <laughs> and how Stan came in stunting. Where are you Where Where did you come from or where are you going Because I know That's not the regular That's not the regular fit it is,
0: You know it's the regular fit is the regular fit yes. I don't even How
1: would you describe this To somebody that That can't see What you got on Because it And I'm not saying This is a bad This is an amazing outfit. If this is on If this is a red carpet What's the thing That they do Every year With the uh, The um, In New York The oh, fashion No but The other thing When the The, the the celebrities come out just is just for that like one day, and that's the Met Gala. Oh, the, oh yes, yes. Oh no, <laughs> you done put me at the Met Gala with that.
0: Sunday? Yeah. What? No. I mean, I, I you no, know, I'd be a little bit different
1: if I was going to the Met.
0: So what is what
1: what 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 occasion is is this? Stuntage. Sunday. Sunday. Sunday afternoon. So how would Sunday,
0: you describe it? How would you describe it? What did, what did you say? Sundays at seven. Sundays late, at seven. So that's
1: <laughs> Because, look, she got... But how would you describe it, though? Describe it for the listeners. Because this is, I'm talking about... You Joseph, mean,
0: describe the...
1: Every... Like, what, like... Folks. I wish I could see it because she looked like a million bucks.
0: Oh, thank you. But
1: oh, it's, it's... I... I don't know how to describe it. So describe... <laughs> I mean, it's like, half, it's like half dragon scale, yes, but first of all, it's like all black. First of all, mm-hmm. all black.
0: Black, That's my thing. That's my signature black.
1: Half dragon scale on one yes. arm, and then what's this? Shear. Shear on the other arm. So just imagine that. Imagine you had dragon, not not chinchilla. <laughs> no. Not alpaca. <laughs> dragon, yes. all black, on the one arm, and then sheer on the other That's what I'm saying. So, yes. And I got oh, on my hoodie and track pants, so that's, that's where we... So now I know I got to come on my Sunday best. I got to come T.D. Jakes up this no. Yes. But see, you know, women, we have... Um, it, it can change at any moment. So next week, I might look like a bed out of hell. No,
0: no. <laughs> I've
1: never seen you not dress for the occasion. Before.
0: Are you serious? I so I can, I can look
1: rough. I, I haven't seen it. Well, that's good. Uh, you don't need to see Don't it. it. It can be a mess. Yeah. So season three... I can't believe we've done as many episodes as we've done. And we definitely thank you guys for, like, following and tuning in. So start kicking you off right back on our weekly schedule. And so today, really just reiterating some of the things we talked about in the past, but kind of looking through the lens of, if you don't mind, I'd love to use, like, the spa services to see, like, how, how you went from starting them out to growing them to having celebrity Clients to, um, you know, looking at different spaces and being in different situations. So, for for a lot of the entrepreneurs, you know, the hardest thing is like starting. So, what was like one of your pre? Um, what was one of your precautions for starting, and how did you get over it? Um, that's. I mean, <laughs> I don't know
0: where to begin with that. One. Yeah. Um, I have to say I, w- I was a lot younger then, and and <clears throat> and it was different. It was you no. Know, so now
1: the. It, is the alley's are a wide open? Yeah. But you know, when we even when we started, it wasn't like social media wasn't that Yeah, heavy. Well, it
0: wasn't there at all when I started.
1: Right. Pictures, so how? Like, only... what was the preoccupation then? Um, or pre- uh, precaution? Sorry.
0: Well, for me, um, I think that, that just doing it was just it was scary. Yeah. Because everyone was like oh, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Why would you want to do that? Which everybody will get. Yeah, everybody gets that. You know, I mean, my parents were absolutely done with me. I, you know, dropped out of college and they were like, that's the dumbest thing you could ever do. (laughs) Nobody's going to patronize your business. I mean, in hindsight being 2020, I realized later that they were trying to help me. They weren't necessarily trying to discourage me. They thought they were protecting me, but it did instill a certain amount of fear just to even move forward. So it took me a little longer to even get started just because so many people were saying, no, you can't do it, you, you can't do it, you can't do it. Right. Um, but once I got past that, then the, the biggest thing was just understanding business. You know, what am I, what do, how do I do it? Sure. You know, like what's the first step? And that was like, it, it was surprising to me how Difficult it was for people to, to say that what it was. You know, it was like I hate people like to, whom. Anybody. I mean, it was like people like go down, go downtown, and they have oh, this company. Oh, literally to start. Yes, oh, okay. literally <laughs> to start.
1: Go downtown,
0: and I'm like, and I go downtown, and they're like, get a number. I'm sitting there all day, and they're like,
1: At, and, and Municipal Services Building,
0: it, and we can't help you. Gotcha. <laughs> you know, so it was like so weird, like literally. um, And I started with the partner. We kind of like just wandered around the city trying to find information. That Man. was, like, the biggest, um, you know, thing. And it was, and again, that became scary because it was like, well, the information isn't there, then how are we going to do this? So it was, like, yeah. a lot of fear that we just kind of had from, you know, I think just not having people there to, to kind of give us that grounding.
1: And I think that's what it make. people ask us all the time, like, why did... Why did we started this business? And I, I tell people when we started it to actually be a shoe company. Oh, wow. Like, to sell shoes. But, like what you just said, a lot of, like the event that you sponsored and, and brought your services to, mm-hmm. like we did events for other businesses to kind of get their brand out mm-hmm. as a way just to make make money to invest back in this online mm-hmm. sneaker store they were going to make. Um, but we did. I did advertising and marketing as a career in mm-hmm. business management. And so people would ask us these questions, and we would answer them. And then we just became an information source for people that couldn't find the information source. Yeah. And that's what made us do this. Because people were literally like, no, can you help me yes. do this, start this, run this? And so... That's what got us on this path. This wasn't even an intent wow. of ours. So wow, the,
0: I would have never. Yeah, anything. it
1: was like we was trying to sell Nikes. So. <laughs> <laughs> but no, nah, I didn't mean to cut you off. But I just okay. that what you said was so poignant because that's what got us here. Like we, i have never in a million years would have been like, oh yeah, I'm gonna be a consultant or whatever you call mm-hmm. what we do now. But yeah. Oh, wow. You were
0: like a blessing to me. (laughs) I I mean, I tell everybody like I don't know what I would have done because I was ready to like snap some heads off, and you know, and you were just like, "We got you, we got you." And that's like phase two of being a business owner that I think is very important. You have to have good people
1: around you for sure. You have to, yeah,
0: because it, it, I think it's almost impossible if you don't.
1: Yeah, it's very tough and. As you talk about the phases, you know, is it, people compared to being a baby. It, mm-hmm. I used to hate that comparison because of the, how personal relationships are with, mm-hmm. with parents and their children. Mm-hmm. But the business is a baby, like it is an infant, and then it turns into a toddler, and then it goes into, you know, kindergarten, and then it matures where it can kind of walk and do its own thing a little bit, mm-hmm. and then you're scared to let it go. Mm-hmm. And then you want it to get to the point where it reaches maturation, where you don't have to touch it at all, it's still gonna move. But similar to, like you said, um, it being an infant is nurturing it, but also having a support system, whether it be partners or vendors, Mm -hmm. or just good employees, which are really hard to come by, you know. So it's, at the end of the day, a lot, especially in our community, when you have people that come from, you know, you said lack of education or yeah. low income, we're thinking survival modes. So we're thinking like, yeah. I, I want to make them enough money for me to live how I want to live, and not necessarily think about let me build this company to provide jobs yeah, and, and, and longevity go and, and yeah. longevity. Yeah, and and, and I,
0: I've I've experienced that on so many different levels with a lot of my clients. There is no long-term plan. It's like they have this idea, and it's like they see it. They see it like, okay, I want, I want to open this restaurant. Mm-hmm. Okay, you can do that. You can open a restaurant, but yeah. what plans do you have to make that last? You right. know, because you can open it, get into a lot of debt, and be closed in a month or two.
1: Yeah, and we rely heavily on our talent and skill set. So you said people that cook, they, yo, I'm about to make a restaurant, I'm a, and. And it's good because you can sell that skill set, but that's not the business. That's not the business. And, and, that, and to compare, you know, we had Justin Rosenberg who founded um, HoneyGrow. And he founded HoneyGrow 2012, 13-ish. So for seven or eight years, it went from one to two to five to now, you know, around 20, where you have other people, like, you know, from our neighbors and our backgrounds that'll just just had the one restaurant mm-hmm. for life, you know? And, and so it's... are and you willing? With it. struggle. Are you willing to give up percentage ownership to somebody else that can help you mm-hmm. build out a second location? Are you willing to take a minimum amount of money so you can invest in employees and systems? So all those things become important. How, how did... I mean, you had a... Like, your spa was, was known up know. and down the East Coast. I still
0: get phone calls because I have the same number. Yeah,
1: so... <laughs> And you had a, you had a good system. So how did you turn to Anasa into like the well the machine that it was, you know, and had that kind of brand too and that quality? Like, what was how, was it? You and the partner, or what did you really want to invest
0: in? Well, no, the, the, the partner only lasted for a month. Oh, I mean, she she a month a singular. Month. Well, and it wasn't she found love in Spain and hop on the plane and left me. Spain. Yes. That's why I said I don't know. Okay. To, I wanna meet <laughs> <laughs> They make you get on the plane and leave. Yeah. But um yeah, but it, I mean it was, you know, it happened and I was literally stuck with everything mm. after a month of opening. And so it was either sink or swim type of deal. For sure. You know, I had to figure it out. You know, <clears throat> we we were you know, we had taken out loans and stuff like that, so you know, it was, how do I handle this? Um, but I handled it. You know, I was actually able to pay him off within a year. Who's him? The investor. The investor. Yeah. Oh, okay, gotcha. Got so, um, <clears throat> so, you know, it, it kind of worked out. But I learned, I think, because of that, the hands on everything came like, very fast. Like, I had to. Yeah. I had to learn how to, you know, um, respond to things in a non-emotional way. And just deal with a lot of things, which is... Something that I find a lot of women do, everything is an emotional response, uh-huh. and um, and I had to, I had to learn like this is just business, you know, yeah. and to move forward, truck through things, and you know it it happened and I dealt with it, but um, I was kind of fortunate because I did have some kind of experience in business. My first job was managing my dad's stores in the airport, yeah, in the Philadelphia International Airport. So I had some kind of understanding of how to run a business. For sure. Um, how to run. And then one of the other things I did, too, prior to opening my spa, I worked for the top spas in the city for about five years. Yeah. And I would volunteer. When the receptionist called, I'm like, don't worry, I'll do it. Yeah. You know, because I wanted, I knew what I was, what my plan was going to be. Right, right, right. So I wanted to learn, every, to learn everything. And when um, <clears throat> it came time to learn how to do books and things like that, I took classes. I went to Wharton business school, you know, mm-hmm. to take classes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I put the investment in to learn how to operate my business. Gotcha. And um, so when that time came, even though it was kind of like tragic at the time, like, oh, she just left me with all this stuff, I did have by that time a lot of information on how to run the business.
1: Yeah, and that's the, that's keen because at the end of the day when you have um, like that time and experience with Somebody that's doing the process, mm-hmm. and similarly, like I, I had a job for four years after college, doing advertising, copywriting, business management, all these things, and that's what eventually led us to this point. Now, is you know that experience I think is key, and a lot of people take it for granted, and then like, y'all just want to run and just do it, as opposed to you no, know, be a student. And yeah, some okay. things that we post, some things that we post sound like harsh, maybe to somebody that's, you know, just reading it from the outside, but we what we're trying to do is post things that are gonna have you look at the world a different way like, you do have to utilize all the time that you have sometimes you're gonna be doing work and not get paid for it, but it's gonna give you more of an asset, cause like you said, volunteering at another salon, answering their phone, you see their systems, you see what works and what doesn't work, Yeah. That that's what makes you a better entrepreneur, being able to put down the gauntlet and say, hey want to work and practice and work and practice not just like work to get paid but practice to become better at the craft and um as you go on through we had a conversation the other day and talked about how the industry has changed in, in Philadelphia so what from your perspective what has changed about it and how can people coming into the spa industry or cosmetic industry like uh be as successful as you were now that all these changes are happening?
0: Well, there's a couple of different changes. Um, We're getting a lot of new people in Philly. I mean, Philly's becoming a a busy city. Um, With that said, though, you have a lot of people opening the same type Type of of business. And so it's hard to make money because prices go down, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, And and it's hard, but rent is going up. (laughs) So it's like... You know your your units. You you have a larger amount of units to sell versus you know back when I was. I mean, one pedicure would started at like sixty five dollars. Right. Now right. you know pedicure is like twenty dollars. Yeah. Yeah. My manicures started at thirty five yeah. when I opened. So, and I was booked all the time. So it was like Man, you I got had touch feet
1: for twenty dollars. How what? In
0: some places it's even cheaper. Cheaper than, than that. that. Yeah. Fifteen eighteen dollars. And so it kind of hurts the, the um, you know, business owner that thinks, okay, I can just go in and do this. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to have, you know, because everybody has this grand idea. They don't even realize. A lot of people don't do the research to realize, oh, there's so many people before you that have yeah, done it. it it's not that grand. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't care how pretty you make it. There's only so many pedicures you can do. And there's only a few people that's going to pay a certain amount of money for, for it. For sure. And so, if you get into the industry, you know, you're you're going to have to really brand yourself. Yeah. And you're going to have to have uh, something that is different than everyone else. Right. And that was something that did set my business apart. You know, uh, Miami and L.A. was always advanced when it came to, you know, what's this going industry. on in, in this industry. And so, whatever they was doing, I was doing. And so, a lot of times, I would be the first one here to do it. Right. Um, which people would pay top dollar at that point because I was the only one doing it, right. like Minx nails for for example. Yeah, I remember that. Seventy five dollars for for a manicure, and then everybody started doing it, and I stopped doing it because it was like they were charging twenty five. Yeah,
1: and the new the hot new thing is like pigmentation now. Mm-hmm. So is that. I mean, is that something that you would like? If you were in the game, is that something that you would invest time in learning how to do that like pigmentation with the eyebrows? With the
0: eyebrows and absolutely, but it, it's like anything—you have to be prepared to look for the next thing because yeah. it's only going to be a matter of time before the next thing. Comes yeah, it, it's not going—it's it, not going to make sense to even do it sometimes. For sure. You know? Um, but there's all the thing about this industry is it's always something new. Yeah. There's always
1: something. New. And cosmetics. Yeah. And. With Philadelphia, like you said, a lot of transient um, people coming in and from different places bringing different cultures, kind of like like layering the city with um, over overpricing, things like that, but also just a different, like you said, there's a different energy and vibe in the city in some areas of the city. So right now... Especially with like the Ubers and all these apps right now. Where would you see? What is the next step for like how, like for cosmetic services? Like what would if you were if you took your twenty yourself from twenty years ago and planted you right now? Like how would you open up your business differently?
0: Differently. I probably would have chosen a different location.
1: (laughs) Different location than uh, (laughs) the the, the, um, Piazza location? Yeah. Okay.
0: That location, and and you know, location is very important. For sure. I mean, all the odds were against me in that location. Yeah. Um, I took that location because I negotiated a hell of a contract. Sure. You know, but um, there was no foot traffic. Um, The neighborhood did not want to even patronize the business because they didn't like the developer. Yeah. Um, so I spent a lot of money in advertising and marketing because just to get people to come. And those dollars could have been spent elsewhere You know, it's very important to market your your yeah, business absolutely. absolutely. But the amount of money I put out to get that name to out. Get, Yeah. It was it was it was a lot.
1: Man and so a lot of people look at a lot of people are gung-ho to get to the storefront, mm. so is that something that you would recommend in the first year, or would you recommend being more like a, like a, an event type scenario where you're doing bridal showers, parties, events, like how would, like, is there is there a pro, in the, is there a, more of an advantage to not having a storefront and just offering like the services, like bridal services or birthday services and just going to the clients? Well,
0: no, I wouldn't say this. I think a storefront is definitely it's necessary. better. necessary? Yeah. yeah. Um, because a lot of people, is, they're kind of weird about mm. you coming to them at the same time. Yeah, you know, like even though it's convenient, a lot of people are weirded out about that. For sure, I'm like I don't want strangers in my house. I understand that because I'm that what. Yeah. Um, but Is that I Deborah mean Cox, you know what what? saying that song? What?
1: Strangers in my house. <laughs> no. Took a while to figure to out. To me, to me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, sorry, Deborah. Yeah. But, <laughs>
0: but you know, so crazy But um, <laughs> no storefront, absolutely. Uh, and, and statistically, businesses in this industry don't do as well if they're not on the first level and there's visibility. Like storefronts, yeah. they just don't do that. Correct. Um, so, I mean, I wouldn't tell anyone not to, to go that route. If you're starting out and you're, you need to be a mobile yeah. business, there's ways to, to make it, but it's going to be a little harder.
1: It's tough, man, because it, it's, it's, it's a different business model. Like the yeah. cost of traveling, the cost of time yeah. spent in everything between the clients, tough. everything, then the carrying, I know... One of our friends, you know, she uh, massage therapist. She she travels with that big bed. I'm like, I'm like, hey, you got carry thing everywhere.
0: I still do it. People still call me, and I still have Tim. <laughs>
1: The Resurrector The Resurrector So I want Guys I want you Season 3 We got a lot We're of Inside real. jokes We got a lot of Inside jokes so Y'all gonna hear names The
0: Resurrector
1: Y'all gonna be him we gonna, we, gonna, we gonna use We gonna use nicknames To protect the innocent But yeah The Resurrector <laughs> okay. Yeah and
0: you know, People still call us and, and we sometimes Dread it Because it's like You know To load up To set up to, You know Break the down energy. And load it. It's like Half the day is gone
1: Half the day is gone so, it's very, it very important to understand a couple things when you're starting your business. A, the current scenario, so the neighborhood competition, what's going on in the industry that you're looking at, future trends, so how can you jump ahead and get that competitive advantage, but then also, like, what's your business model? How is your model going to affect your money? Because a lot of times, I mean, we get a lot of clients all the time, like, man, I made money, but I don't know where it went, because they don't understand how the physics of the business actually take money out of the bank account. So if you're traveling, yeah. you know, cause you have a mobile uh, business or you need to pay contractors to do a lot of the work because um, you may not have the licenses to do it. All these things come into effect when you start the business and it could affect your bottom line, you know, drastically. And, um, and really knowing your business.
0: I had two clients mm-hmm. that were, their payroll was
1: like 40% over what they should have been paying. But they were paying... So they were paying...
0: uh Overpaying.
1: The, yeah, they were overpaying the people higher because they thought that that was going to keep them there, so to speak. They just didn't know. They didn't know. They just didn't know. Wow. And, yeah, and I was like, whoa,
0: what? what's going on? You know? Yeah, yeah. And I, and I try to explain to people, like when you go into business, and when a lot of times the people that are, you know, like your employees, they know better than you do. They Know what they should be making, yeah. yeah. You doubling it for them or tripling it, then they're not gonna say, oh, no, no, no. You got to do your homework for sure. You really do. And, um, and, and I was kind of shocked because I just didn't think that people didn't know, like, out to me, that's the, I thought it was like, okay, well, you if you're a chef, you must know how to the cost of the place or how to do this or do that. I literally had the same conversation last night with a,
1: a girlfriend of ours, and she makes wonderful food. But she didn't understand how to price yeah. you know, half a pan and a pan of the Alfredo. So we were talking about it and like you said, is again, you can be a great chef, like cooking wise, but the businesses like are how do I buy these ingredients, the quality ingredients at the right price, so I can price this at the right price range for our consumers so I can move these units is economics. And it's, that's the other side. So being talented at a at a trade or being talented at a skill set doesn't mean that you're automatically going to be a great business person.
0: Exactly. Most of the time it means the (laughs) opposite. In my experience. Because, and I tell, I I say to people all the time, you need to decide if you want to be a technician in your business or if you want to be a business owner. Mm. They're two different things. Two different things. And when you try to do both, one is going to miss out. Mm. So everybody has tried it, and I did it. That was why I hired you Because I said I can't do both anymore Right. I was like like When I tell you you were a blessing You were a blessing Because I was ready to like blow my hands up you oh, am serious I yeah. was like I'm, I can't do it anymore Because it was too much yeah. And um, You know it's People have to decide Like if you If you're going to be the technician Like if you're a chef And you want to be the you need to have someone who's running that business, who's staying on top of whatever else is going on in that business, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and keep it running because you can't be in the kitchen, in the front with the with the buying, buying. Buy you know what I mean? You can't you can't do that. Yeah,
1: it's very you difficult. Know, so. But that's the, and as we get as our community matures and, and we make more businesses and we go through these cycles, I think it'll be the learning curve will be, you know, um, really good for now what we see is that we see a lot of people trying to be on the production line and manage the business and it's it's tough it's really tough but that goes back to what you said like having a team and but having that long-term goal like that long-term goal like this business is going to be around 10 years from now what's it going to look like 15 years from now and steady investing back into the business so you guys as you're thinking about launching or you have launched you know Continuing education and managing the business is important, but also finding somebody that can help manage the business is as important. So a lot of people get um, accountants, for example, in the in the healthcare industry or like in construction. A lot of a lot of construction management companies or home care companies were actually started by accountants because they knew the business, and then they would just partner with a, a person that could do the the technical part of the business but they say hey we can make a lot of money I don't know anything about yeah. <laughs> none of this stuff but I know costs and I know how to scale so it's critical if you guys want to reach that mat, that critical mass having somebody in your corner that's adept at numbers pricing cost savings things like that are really what make the business grow businesses yeah. only go to the business only stop because they run out of money yeah. Right, and, and so a lot of times because they can't afford the entrepreneur that's running them. Because again, we're looking at it like, oh, this is fueling my lifestyle, mm-hmm. as opposed to this is fueling itself so it can grow yeah. to a point. So and
0: understanding that that growth takes time. It does. I mean, a lot of people, for some reason, have this idea that I'm gonna open the doors and a flood of people coming through, and I'll mm-hmm. quit my job and i to do this and and I'm like, no.
1: nah. Keep that job, keep yes. that income. Hire somebody for sure. And
0: and, and get a good solid win.
1: Yeah. yeah. So you guys, as you know from the first two seasons, we go into story time towards the end Uh-oh. of the segment. Uh oh. Gonna talk about that resurrection.
0: We're We're so-, <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> so some anecdotes. <laughs> we got you know story time. Mm-hmm. So what are some? Um, I guess. If you can, if you can dive into a story that that happened while you were at NASA that really, I don't know if it like changed your perspective or really had you say like, man, I need help, or and like what like what was the instance where you like, man, okay, I need to go from this where I am now with the business to making this shit. Like, is there anything that, that happened well, in particular?
0: I, I I have stories for dates. For you know. come on. But I have. Story time is Sunday. Sundays are seven. <laughs> I think I was the most stressed person, trying to make everybody else in this world stress-free.
1: Stress-free, like yeah. like your employees or everybody,
0: the clients. I mean, just what I had to deal with on a day-to-day basis. I mean, sometimes I felt like, "Am I being pumped?" Like somebody is playing the game, yeah. you know, for me. Um, and then, and there's a lot of things that I think people don't expect that we deal with. Like when when people think of massage, a lot of men, especially, think of sex. And so, that was a constant thing that <laughs> we dealt with, you know, um, being touched, you know. You being touched. Being touched, yes.
1: So, I mean, in that, in-, in that instance, like, how do you create the culture at at that spa business that is like, this isn't, that, that shouldn't be an expectation?
0: Well... It is going to be an exact By default, because, because of yeah, the nature of the business. And because there are so many businesses that do that. Like, there, there, you don't know how many times a man would come to the checkout and he's like, I didn't get my happy ending. Like, sorry, that was never in the price. <laughs> That's not on the menu. Like, this, what are you talking about? Everywhere else I go, this is what I get at the end. And she didn't do it. I'm glad she didn't. Now I can keep her on payroll. Because if she did it, <laughs> she <to> come. No. <laughs> That was a common thing. And and believe it or not, there were a lot of women. I, I would have to say women were the most aggressive to my male employees than the men were. Men would, like, you know, be kind of subtle. Suggestive. Yeah, like trying to see where where you were. Women were straight up, like, oh, no, come in here, do this and do that. And, and my guys would be like, she won't get off the table. What am I going to do? You would have to Ma'am your clothes the on The Resurrection <laughs> That's what you said In the Resurrection <laughs> No No <Jeville. laughs> <laughs> He was the one We had more problems With him I'm The like, Resurrection Bringing the, the yes. lights and, and
1: the girls Like sometimes We would have to Like
0: ma'am You have to get up Yes
1: <laughs> Please put your towel back Put on. your towel
0: on Put your clothes on Your services
1: All right. <laughs> Did you still charge them Yeah Of course We still charge Well, them.
0: Well women Would usually wait Until it was over What do you mean like, so, at the end
1: of the massage, they would, like, you know. Oh, men would try to do it. from it. the
0: door. <laughs> men would say, can can the girls line up and I choose? No, sir, you cannot.
1: This is a rush hour,
0: too. <laughs> <laughs> what is not a problem. What are you doing? No, you cannot. Do you want male or female? That's the only choice you're going to get me. You'll get the next
1: available. Man. Every business got its thing, man. Yeah. And last thing I'll say is... There is no such thing as a business without drama from the client. Oh no. So if you're in a service-based business or even good, you got you have to have hospitality training or at least, you know, have the expectation that you're gonna have, like you said, deal with stressful situations, deal with customer expectations in a political way but also draw the line yes. on what your company is not willing to do and what it's not willing to do. Even with our even with our company there's a lot of things that go really really well with our customer engagement and there's some things that don't go as smooth and one thing is you know um, access yeah. and so we're all about access but the the thing that we have to and as a business owner and a business it's your responsibility to create that culture for your client or your customer base and and drive that behavior so you know people think like i could just come up and call that's great that you can think that but you also have to realize that everybody else made an appointment and so we're in an appointment the best way for you to get your question answered is to also set an appointment that's going to block out time frame so nobody else can take that time. But, yeah, not, well, I mean, to be honest, 90% of the people are really great at doing that. But it's always going to be like the smaller percentage, the 10% of the clients that, you're like, man, nobody ever wants, but it's really not, it's really, you know, one one out of every 10, but they're the ones that stick out the greatest or the most or the ones that leave a rating for you that might be like a three. Yeah. It could have been a, They go go
0: out their
1: way. They can't wait. They can't wait. So, be patient, but also, you know, I think the best job I ever had was Burger King when I was 16, uh, 15, 16, and that just really taught me how customer service and how to be hospitable in stressful situations, Um, and I think that carried that throughout. Mm -hmm. But yeah, guys, like, if you have a customer-based business, which everybody does, Mm -hmm. like, but literally if it's like B to C so business to consumer and not business to business business to consumer you're gonna deal with irrational people sometimes you have to know how to put that fire out and deal with it not as a person but as an entity that's gonna be responsible for growing that relationship so yeah.
0: yeah you have to have policies and procedures in place line, for that because level, yeah. I mean there's always one or two that'll kind of knock you off your square if, yeah. you, if you're not prepared yeah. you know so I, I've been there in fact and we'll call him John which is really his name <laughs> <laughs> John Dell there, there was one particular client that was he was a white male and he was fascinated with dark, black women. Not just black women. She had to be dark. <laughs> and um,
1: With the dragon scale on the left side. Oh, no, no. The, the, the shield <laughs> on the right
0: side. He didn't
1: care. He, didn't
0: care. He, was <laughs> known, he was known around. I guess I was like one of the, the, the industry. last to know. He was known in the industry because I, I had friends from other spas that was like, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know that's him. What I he know, that's what he did. But he didn't just want to massage, he wanted to feel up on you too. Yeah. And, you know, so I had to, you know, in in my system, when his name came up, it would have another flag that that said, do not schedule him. Point blank. And so he kind of got wind to that. And, you know, I get a call one day and um, I was running a little behind. My receptionist said, your client's here. I said, okay, I'm parking. I'll, I'll be in there. And I come in And who's sitting there with a wig on? A wig. A wig, cocked to the side, (laughs) on top of his bald
1: head. Oh, so he was normally bald. He's bald. Was bald. But got a wig on. Had a wig,
0: cocked to the the side.
1: Incognito.
0: Glasses. Like I was six, six, seven.
1: Six, six, seven.
0: Oh, he was huge, big old. Like nobody could recognize him. And, And my receptionist, she she was young. She was like. Um, 16, 17 at the time, part time, and she was like, "I don't know what to say because, because, because you know it's
1: him." Yeah. And he said his name was like Tim or David or something like. That. So you know it's him. So he going to take the wig off and get her <laughs> No,
0: because as soon as I saw him, I escorted him right out. Man, you can't. You, will. I, I see you. I know exactly who you are. I see, I see you, you. man. Goodbye,
1: so- John. So guys, hopefully you don't have that kind of encounter with your business, <laughs> you, but it's if gone. you're in the spot and <laughs> Yeah, you have it. But just remember once you take it, but you did it professionally and that's the key. Oh, like yeah. you guys gotta remember inside this arena, you're held to yeah. a completely different standard than you are in a normal setting. And I mean you know we get that a lot too. Like, oh man, you guys are a little bit different in person than you are like on Instagram Absolutely. or as well, yes, you should be because we're running it's a business it's an entity it's not about me it's about this logo that's gonna pop Sorry. up ten years from now when I'm maybe not here yeah. and so that's that's the thing that as we mature as a community and we grow you know hopefully yeah. you know my, my thought is that we'll all understand a little bit better about a how to run a business but also be how to be consumers of black business because it's, it's it's very easy to say that's why I don't shop at black businesses because they do do boom 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 boom. But you also can be a bad consumer mm-hmm. too, you oh, know. Yeah. You also can create that type of relationship as well. And but it's weird because we you know we've gone into businesses like Chinese takeout spots that don't have great customer service that aren't aesthetically pleasing but don't have any complaints so. That's right. You know, as we as we begin to mature and understand what we want, bottom line, both on the business side and the consumer side, we can have better relationships yeah. and grow the businesses a lot better. Absolutely. So, I mean, we're coming to the end of the first yes. episode of season three. Is there anything you want to part with the leave well, on our, on our listeners?
0: One of the most important things you said, and I just want to reiterate: for you know, new business owners, be a student, yeah. really study it, and know what it is you're getting into. And understand that there's a lot of responsibility in being a business owner, you know. Um, and, and don't be fearful of it. Like, that's one thing I would tell people. Don't, don't get fearful of all the things that, you know, may come about. But just study it, learn it, and, you Ain't know, no go about
1: it. Yeah. yeah. Excellent, guys. Season three is underway. I, I mean, it was, we can only go but so deep. We can only go but so deep. But season three gonna be crazy. So guys, buckle up, get ready. Like we got stories for days, we got inside jokes for days. You know, we wanna bring the knowledge, the information, as well as, you know, have you guys enjoy listening to the segment. So Sam, thank you so much no for co-hosting. And you know, next week, we back, same time, same place. Stay ready. All right, <laughs>